Hello, and welcome to an ophthalmological episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am your very much not 2020 visioned host, Donald Weigel, and I've lost a little over 100 pounds. And with me, as always, is... Catherine Weigel. I also wear glasses so that I can <laughs> see more effectively. And today we are going to talk about imaginary vision and actual literal vision. So, yes. Uh, Next nothing year... says Happy New Year like talking about glasses. <laughs> yeah, we are in the cusp of a new year, a new decade. New decade. It's going so to much, be 2020. So much pressure for perfection. And as those of you in the audience may know, uh, 2020 vision means that you have normal, perfect vision and don't need glasses. Must be nice. And so 2020 is coming up and we're going to talk about your vision for yourself in oh, 2020. See, see what how, we did there? See? Yeah. It's 2020 vision. Super clever. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, we're going to talk about our tip of the week. Tell. Tell. Welcome back, Everybody. Tip of the Week. We missed you last week. We sure did. You're like an old chum coming back <laughs> to visit. Um, Sometimes you have to miss something in order to appreciate it. That's very Y'all missed true. missed it, I bet. Tip of the Week to you, darling. Tip of the Week to you. This is the last tip of 2019. Yeah, the last tip of the decade. Oh, wow. This better be a good one, I Donald. Know. It better be super good. So... Um, if you're hopefully it's not too late for you. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, the day it comes out, it will be uh, December thirtieth on the cusp of the new year. So much pressure. And um, the tip is: don't get caught in the no man's land between Christmas and New Year's Day. You're already in the no man's land, probably. I mean, if you're listening to this, yeah, kudos to you. But if you are in a position where you feel like you have to eat everything yeah. before you become your new and improved self on January 2nd, because you can't be your new self on January 1st because you're still like eating leftovers. Right. Even though we tell ourselves we're going to get it together on the 1st. Right. But don't like just go through every cabinet and be like, well, I better eat the Oreos now because I'm. it's a new decade. I got to eat it all now. So yeah, it doesn't I, count. I spent many years, you know, telling myself I was going to get it together on January 1st, that next year was going to be different. It was going to be, you know, a new me and- The new Jan Brady. And that I had better get in all of the treats that I could in the next totally. several days before that new year started. And so I would just pound the alcohol, I would pound the the cookies, the sweets, and uh, and I would dig myself into a deeper hole and then be that much farther behind when the new year started. We had at Thanksgiving, I know I'm going back a, a holiday or two, but my dad- <laughs> uh, Or you're looking ahead. <laughs> Um, for Thanksgiving, I was trying to practice moderation. Didn't work all that well, but my dad went to Costco. I think we had like six people at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. My dad bought like 50 rolls from Costco. Oh, man. Or, and maybe it was 25, but still. Yeah. He's like, for sandwiches. I was yeah. like, 25 sandwiches for Thanksgiving? It uh, It is amazing what we can justify to get our money's worth. Don't think I couldn't eat 25 oh, no, sandwiches no, 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 no. No. no, 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 no. I could totally <laughs> do that. It's a really bad idea, but however. I just, I mean, it was like a cat and nine tails, like of rolls just spinning around the kitchen. And uh, luckily I dodged them. But that instinct to tank up 
yeah. before you become your new self. Yeah, to get you know to get it out of your system. You know that whole idea of like Ugh. you know in order to not want to smoke, you're going to lock yourself in a closet and smoke a carton of cigarettes to get it all out of your system. Like that does not work. Well, and getting your money's worth. And like my yeah. my uh, my sister sent uh, some delicious cookies uh, that arrived a week or two before Christmas. Uh, I actually threw them out. I I, I followed our own uh, yeah. tip of and the, the last video tip. There's video evidence of it that's on our Instagram. If you want to go find it, yeah. Uh, but at we only looked in. But we don't have to finish every treat in order for it to have been meaningful. It was very nice of her to make us cookies. Didn't need two pounds of cookies. Nobody needs two pounds of cookies. So don't tank up in the next couple of days. Start your kind of moderation now. Because Why you're not? you're going to you know you're going to be angry at your past self because you know digging yourself into that hole between now and new year's i could easily put on a few more pounds if i totally if i wanted to even though it's only a couple of days and i know it seems impossible i know i could if i really put my mind to it you can Um, do it i believe in you that is not a challenge i want to accept and um digging myself deeper into that hole would not do my future self any favors so just Dial it back a little bit. Yeah, just we're going to be full of regret and fruitcake if we're not careful. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even really like it, but I got to eat it because yeah, I got to hurt. I might as well eat it. Aunt Nancy's feelings if exactly. I don't eat it all. She'll be fine. Don't worry about Aunt Nancy. And that is your end of the year, end of the decade. Tip of the week. Tip of the decade to you. Tip of the decade to you, darling. Man, we're going to have to like really bang it out next year because it's going to be like I know new everything. It's yeah. going to be amazing and we're going to be new people. And oh, wait, no, we're just going to be the same people. Yeah. Just the calendar page is going to flip. So. so, but it is a new decade and it is almost a new year. 2020 is just about upon us. And. Uh, You may be thinking about the year that just was or the decade that just was and what's coming up and what your fitness and nutrition and health and weight loss goals might be for the upcoming year. And if you're listening to this and you're not, I mean, I know some people stop listening to podcasts that uh, come at them with hard truths. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, congratulations. That's huge. You're already taking a step in the right direction. You're doing more than a lot of people are right at the end of the year by listening to a podcast that's focusing on healthy habits. Yeah. And with the 2020, I mean, I know it it's super fun for us to have some sort of, you know, alliterative thing to say like, ooh, 2020, 2020 vision, fun, yeah. fun, fun. But in all honesty, and I mean, and, and we're going to do some literal and figurative talk in this episode, but when we don't want to confront where we are in life, we figuratively close our eyes to the truth. Yeah. And when we're scared, you know, we see a scary movie or whatever, we close our eyes because we don't want to see what is in front of us. And so much of the time we have blinders on. Sometimes we do it on purpose and sometimes it's by accident, but it's like, oh, I don't want to know how how many calories were in that muffin. I don't want to know how many calories were in that lasagna. I don't want to get on the scale right now because I don't want to be confronted with the evidence of my bad behavior. Well, I shouldn't say bad behavior, of my less than desirable behavior. Right. (laughs) And we do that. We hide from the truth and we hide from our goals because it's too much to take sometimes. Like we we want that long-term, you know, like let's say 
If you look back to January of 2019, do you even remember what your goals were for the year? Did you have a clear vision of what you wanted to achieve? Nobody has 1920 vision or 2019 vision. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they do. I'm not an optometrist. If you're an optometrist, (laughs) let us know. I Um, said this was an ophthalmological episode of the show, but I don't know anything about optometry. We've had ophthalmological episodes. We've had ornithological episodes. I have eye exams once a year. That's about as much as I know. But but we do have eye exams once a year. Right. We get to a certain age, people of a certain age. Well, I'm I'm 50 now. Ah, 50. When I was <laughs> when I was 39, my general physician, uh, who has since retired, which makes me feel even older, um, he said to me, "When's the last time you were to an optometrist?" I was like, "I've never times, never really been one. Maybe when I was a kid. Like I don't need glasses, so I'm like, oh, he's like, you should go. So I went, and it turned out I needed glasses." <laughs> And uh, I've been wearing them ever since. And I think that could be, you know, that should have been a lesson to me that I was just assuming that I didn't need glasses. And I maybe knew, part of me knew I needed them, but just didn't want to go to the optometrist so that I would have to actually, you know, be confronted with proof that I needed glasses. Well, and I think too, I mean, just having your, your vision checked and whether that is a figurative vision or a literal vision, I think that youth brings a lot of hubris. It brings like I remember being at a point where, you know, my grandparents would be looking at menus and they'd be like, ha, I'll never have to squint and look down with bifocals like, ha ha, I'll be young forever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now look oh, at God. me. <laughs> Just in being in my twenties and and completely making fun of people who were like holding the piece of paper. That looking up to their down eye with their bifocal. Yeah, yeah that's me all the time. And now. now it's me all the time. But we in in terms of our vision for a year or for even a month, we can wish, we can wish to be 20 pounds down on the scale. We can have kind of general things that we want to achieve, but unless we actually have tactical moves we're willing to make to achieve that goal, it's just going to be a wish. And we're at a point now, and we've all been there, where we have New Year's resolutions. I'm going to resolve to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to resolve to, you know, get my master's. We can have a dream in front of us, but unless we set specific goals and actions to get to that goal, it's just going to be a mirage. And so this episode, we're hoping to really put into place some real things that you can do for yourself in 2020 to get you closer to that end goal that you have. Because I Personally, like this year, I'm up about five pounds on average than the previous year. And if I don't put, I mean, it's like it's five pounds. It's yeah, not that much. yeah, it's but easy then, to rationalize that away. But and then another five pounds in 2021, and then another five pounds in 2022. And I'm just going to start naming and numbers. Pretty soon, you won't even look thin. No, but it, <laughs> but it's true, and it's that. It's that, you know, moving the needle, that breaking bad thing that we talked about. I don't even remember what episode that was, but you you just kind of move your focus just a little bit out and out and out. And then you realize, you know, in another two years, could we have a podcast if I'm up on the scale 50 pounds? I don't think we could have a podcast. Probably not. Yeah. It would be like, remember when I used to be thin? We don't even look thin will be the new name of the new podcast. So in 2020, uh, I think what we're going to do is just sort of 
talk about ways that you can have a, a clear vision of what your goal is and actually how to achieve it. And we're, we're going to do it from two different ways. We're going to do some practical stuff and then we're going to do some theoretical stuff. Yeah. So one thing to do is to look forward and we're talking about visualizing and, and vision and actually say to yourself, like Catherine just said, if I, I want to lose 20 pounds in 2020, uh, the 20 for 2020, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's an abstract goal. Think to yourself, what does a person who loses 20 pounds and maintains that weight, what does that person look like? And, you know, we've talked about this before. You can break that down into a few categories. And if you say to yourself, oh my goodness, it's so overwhelming to try and do everything and be perfect right away. It's true, it is, but you can break it down into small categories. And we've got a series of episodes um, a getting about getting started, which are episodes 66, 67, and 68, um, which one episode focuses on your mindset, one episode focuses on food, and one episode focuses on exercise. And I find it really useful to re-listen to those episodes myself, even I though do, I, was yeah. a, I was a part of of making them and came up with a lot of the ideas in them and put a lot of the ideas in practice when I was losing my 100 pounds, I need a refresher course all the time. So even if you, um, even if you think you know what to do, remembering and reminding yourself of of the habits and breaking them down into small chunks can be really, really helpful in getting started and getting yourself on track or back on track, depending on what the case may be. Well, and two, I think we, and I have done this recently, we had that uh, Canaries in a Coal Mine episode last year where we talked about those little habits that erode over time if we don't pay attention to them. Yeah. And we can tell ourselves we're doing everything right, but if we don't actually have a clear vision of what our core habits are, it can be really easy to go, I'm doing everything right. Oh wait, you know what? I hadn't I haven't had a vegetable in a month and yeah. I haven't had a glass of water in 6 weeks and I'm really not getting in my steps right now because my knee hurts and Oh, yeah, like all of those little things, we can victimize ourselves and say, but nothing's working. Well, it turns out I'm not following my habits. Yeah, so really picture in your mind, you know, what does somebody with a mindset, with the right mindset, what do they think about? What sort of attitudes do they have? And and write those things down. Actually, you know, visualize them by putting them on paper. Um, what does somebody who has a meal plan, what do they do? What steps do they take? What little habits do they make? And what does somebody who exercises, you know, what do they do? You know, say to yourself, does somebody who has time to exercise and meal prep, do they stay up until 2 a.m., you know, watching Seinfeld reruns? Right. No, they probably don't. They probably get a good night's sleep so that they're refreshed and so that they make better decisions throughout the day. And really break it down into the small habits that you know that you need to work on and make a list of them. You don't have to do them all at once, but start by picking one and move forward, put that habit into place. And then once you've got that as part of your life, take another habit and put that into place. And before you know it, you've got a 
habit avalanche happening and you're you're stacking one on top of the other. Sorry, that threw me off. I was thinking of Jenga pieces falling everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But in terms of having that vision and like I went to uh, I went to business school. I got my my business degree and you're very businessy. I am. Uh, I learned it all from grandma business. But I learned that in leadership in business, there are strategic moves and tactical moves. Your strategy and your vision for your company, and you're really running the the company of you, Catherine Incorporated, Donald yeah. LLC, um, Limited Lunch Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> um, limited. There was there was nothing limited about lunch in the old days. No, but strategy is your long-term goal. My long-term goal is that I want to be fit and healthy and mobile and feel secure and safe in my own body. The tactical moves are the things that I'm willing to do to get there. We can be nearsighted in our life. Like there are so many times, especially at the holidays, where all we see is what is right in front of us. Yeah. Right now, our long-term, my long-term goal is to be down on the scale a bit. But right now I'm dealing with, you know, Christmas presents and our daughter being off of school and my knee hurting and family coming to visit and dealing with stresses and impulses and food being around. Yeah. And when, when you're nearsighted and you only see what's right in front of you, the office treats, the work, things that you have to get done, the financial aid forms you've got to do for your child, the health insurance things that you're dealing with. When you're looking at what's right in front of you, it's so easy to lose sight of that long-term goal. It seems like tomorrow I'll deal with a long-term goal. The day after that, I will. Once this season of stress is over, once the kids are out of school, once I'm done with my MBA, once I'm done trying in vitro fertilization, like there are so many things that we do that push our long-term goal out into the future. And if we're not careful, like this year, I basically maintained a five-pound weight gain. Like, yay. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. I achieved a lot of, of other things. We started Walt Place and a lot of things. But like if I'm really looking at it, that five-pound gain wasn't my plan. Right. My plan was to maintain five pounds less than I am right now. So my goal for 2020 is to – to to get back to that goal weight, but it's going to take planning, it's going to take habits, and it's going to take a dedication and and not living in the moment, not living with those impulses that I, maybe I've been doing this year. Yeah, and and just to piggyback on what you were saying, the other thing that we can do is is actually uh, be too short sighted and focus on the the moment in terms of. It's the new year. It's going to be a new me. Like I am yeah. going to be eye of the tiger. And, you know, I, that's not practical. I, I, had, you know, sometimes when I go to the dentist and I get a cleaning and they're, they're scolding me for not doing a good enough job, you know, I think to myself, I come out of it and I'm like, I am going to be the king of taking care of my teeth now. Like I am going to do this. Captain toothbrush. You know, and so for for a week I am perfect. You know, I'm brushing my teeth 17 times a day and and flossing 47 times and and really keeping up. And then, you know, real life catches in and I get home from work yeah. late and I'm tired and I'm like, "Ah, I'm going to, you know, just do a half butted job of it. <laughs> and uh, and before I know it, I'm back to my old habits. And, you know, 
really just kind of expecting yourself to transform overnight yeah. is also not realistic. Well, and I think too, we do to to piggyback on what you said. Great job, Donald. <laughs> is that that perfection? Like, okay, it's a new decade, clean slate. Yeah. And then a week later, you've made a mistake, and you're like, all right, you know what? 2030. 2030 is going to be my decade to change my life. And it's none of this is about perfection. All of those stumbling blocks are still going to to you know come across our desks we're still going to be stressed we're still going to have life drama and honestly the older that we get the stress has changed like what i was worried about 10 years ago is not what i'm worried about now yeah and we have to be open to the seasons of our lives changing but our small tactical goals each day being the same so i know donald has we we sort of have two different uh perspectives on on how to manage all of this. Donald, do you want to... Yeah, well, and not to step on anything that you were about to say, but you were just talking about being too nearsighted. I think it's also important to not be too farsighted, uh, sighted, and to... I love that, Gary. <laughs> what was his name? Yeah, farsighted. Farsighted. <laughs> Gary oh, Larson. Gary Larson. I love that guy. Uh, this is so totally random and off topic, but he's actually going to start Farsight again as an online... Uh, I'm so excited. I saw that recently. Um so that'll be fun. Anyway, <laughs> um, so it's important not to be too far-sighted as well and to get overwhelmed by, oh my goodness, like I can't possibly do all of this. You know, it's just too overwhelming. And I think that it is important to focus on the things you can control and the things that you can do right now and do them one at a time and add the good habits slowly to what you're doing. You know, move forward with what I was talking about earlier, break things down into small bits and then decide which things that you can do. Can you, you know, start by taking short walks, you know, can you start by trying to have some positive affirmations for yourself in terms of mindset? Can you, you know, start by just counting your calories? Can you do that one thing? And then go from there, build upon those things and not get overwhelmed by the, you know, oh my goodness, I need to lose 100 pounds. You know, that's just too overwhelming. I'll never do it. Just focus on taking one step and putting one foot in front of the other. So for me, I think, you know, going to business school, I was actually, I know you're going to learn more about Catherine Weigel. Yeah. Here you go. Here it comes. I like to know about Catherine I Weigel. always kind of fancied myself an artist. You know, like I, t I took photography classes. I felt like I was a cre I was creative. I was going to say a creative and then I almost barfed. So I didn't say <laughs> that. Um, but when I went to get my business degree, I felt like I was betraying my creative side. You know, like, hey, man, I'm an artist and I like light and shadow. Yeah, but exactly. it turns out having business acumen, having structure around your plan, it matters for everyone. Like understanding vision statements and marketing and, you know, accounting. Accounting ties into calorie counting. Yeah, like, see, yeah, it all yeah. ties together. But for me, having... Like in business, if you have a business, you're supposed to have a vision statement. You can't just say like, well, I, I want to make a million dollars. Yeah. It's having an actual clear vision of your past, present, and future goals is critical in a successful business because if you don't know where you are – and where you're going, like you're not going to get anywhere. Like if you want to go to New York City, 
and you're just like, well, I'll just stand outside and see what happens and see where my body takes me. Like, no, like, okay, well, here's a map and here's the money and here's how I'm going to get there. And so having an actual vision statement for your health goals for 2020 is kind of something that I, you know, I I thought about. And guess what? There's articles about it on the interweb. I know. Um, I've heard of the interweb. um, But... Having a vision statement for your weight loss. I think in 2020, I'm going to try out the interweb. <laughs> See what that's all about. So um, so I found an article by Kim Gold uh, about mindful life weight loss. And she notes, a clear, tangible statement on your weight loss vision is, asen- is an essential part of your journey. It tells you in great detail where you're going, why you want to get there, and how you will get there. A good vision statement has three main components that can be broken down into past, present, and future, just like g g g g ghosts. <laughs> I had, I get five cents for each time I said ghost. Yeah, exactly. But looking at your past, why do you want to lose weight? Consider what has brought you to the point where you are ready to make changes in your life. Is it health? Is it job related? Has your family motivated you? Are you unhappy with how you've been feeling? Whatever it is, include this in your statement. So in the past, like I wanted to lose weight because I felt like a ghost in a show. I get five cents. I felt like I felt like I was just lost in my body. I felt yeah. like I was dying in what I was doing to myself, the way I was feeding myself, how depressed I was. I wanted someone to take over. So my why was a serious like I just felt like a shell. And now having maintained a hundred pound weight loss for a couple of years, you can forget what your why is. Right. Like wherever you are in it, when you're in it, you're like, well, I don't know, because society says I should be less. Like for me, it's about mobility. It's about energy. It's about the stamina that I have when I feel really good in my body. Like right now, my knee is still a little bit messed up, so yeah. it, it's a little off. But like I really thrive on feeling energetic and positive. And I feel really terrible and emotionally hungover when I mistreat my body. Like, that's my why. My why is because I want to feel really good in my own skin. Yeah, yeah. And there are times when I choose to indulge now and I regret it. It's really funny how it has become part of my life now to eat healthier and to be more mindful and to do my exercise. And so, you know, when I get 13,000 steps now, I see that as a failure day, you know, whereas I would never get 13,000 steps before, not even close. Well, and I think too, going back to that living in the moment, we want to deal and we still do. I, I still slip back into wanting to deal with stress with food and to avoid, you know, procrastinate by eating like, oh, I have a big project to do. You know what? Maybe I'll eat now and then I'll feel motivated to do the project. Yeah, like, exactly. And so having a really clear vision of your why. And for me, Sometimes the vision, you know, some sometimes people say like, okay, well, you need diabetes to have a why. You need to have a, you know, you want to be there for your kids to have a why. Being accountable to your own future self, like actually being in control of yourself is huge. And for so long, I didn't even have that. Um, 
managing your present. So Kim Gold breaks it down into past, present, and future. For the present, a good vision statement will take into account how you want to feel right now. I know when I have an overindulgent day, the first thing I think of when I wake up the next morning is, why did I eat that last Snickers? Why did I, why did I sneak back into the kitchen and do that secret eating? And starting my day with that tone really sucks. And I want to feel focused and motivated and purposeful and going in a clear direction. And a lot of time when I feed my feelings instead of focus on my future, I just feel sick, like physically and mentally ill. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I will link to this uh, Kim Gold uh, blog post in the show notes if you're interested in reading the whole thing. And it's got some, uh, you know, it's got some sections you can actually print it out. And so you can write in uh, your, uh, your goals and your feelings for the future. Yeah. So for me, um, for my present, I said, I want to be at peace with my choices. I want to be focused on my future self and I want to be excited about the direction that I'm heading. Like we talked about the North star before we never actually touch the North star, (laughs) but we're focused in a direction. And if we feel like we're focused on our past selves and our old indulgent behaviors, that feels pretty lousy. So I want to feel focused on the direction that I'm heading, which is the positive direction. And Catherine actually wrote all of those things down, which uh, brings me to something that I wanted to really focus on, which is keep things in front of you so that you can actually see them. And that might just mean keep them in the front of your thoughts, but really um, it is more effective if you actually keep them visually in front of you. When I don't know how many times I've been listening to a podcast and somebody has a great idea and I think, wow, that's really fantastic. And then 20 minutes later, oh an gosh, hour later, I no I'm idea. Like, Boy, that was a great idea. Like, I can't remember what it was. So actually taking notes when you listen to podcasts um, or audiobooks or whatever it is you're doing, reading a book, um, write down your plan, like actually write down the steps to remind yourself of what it is that you're going to do to achieve your goal. Um, There is a a website called Trello, which is free to sign up that I use all the time that um, really allows me to organize my, my thoughts into categories and my goals into categories. And then I can move them around. I can uh, move the priority of them and really helps me to organize and visualize what I'm going to do. If you hate to write things down, if you hate using the computer or your phone, you can take voice notes. If you hate taking notes in general, you can like make a Pinterest board. Yeah, do like a, a you know, fun vision board or do, a Pinterest do board. Do pictures of people engaging in the in the activities that you want to engage in. And if you don't want to use technology at all, actually like find magazines. They still make those out there. And <laughs> a maga who? <laughs> and you can cut out photographs and actually make a vision Maybe board. I'll do that. Hang it somewhere where you're going to see it all the time to remind you of, you know, it could be your work cubicle, it could be your kitchen, your living room, your bedroom, your bathroom, like put it somewhere where you're going to see it all the time and actually put these things in in the forefront of your thinking. Well, and remember like when you were a kid and you had a locker 
I used to decorate my locker with things that I wanted in my life, like yeah. Ralph Macchio. <laughs> <laughs> we all put Ralph Macchio in our locker. Sweep the leg, everybody. No, but having those- <laughs> I wanted to be the Karate Kid, and she wanted to be with the Karate yeah. Kid. Yeah. Some want to be him, somebody want to be with him. Yeah. But having that visual representation and having it- right in front of you. Like I have a binder that has a bunch of habit circles in it and it has my goals in it. When I put that binder away, yeah. I magically forget everything in the world. Having that daily reminder. <laughs> it's magic. No, but really like I know you don't look at out of sight, out of mind. It is a cliche, but we are talking about vision, like having things in your sight where you can see them well, is important. You know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna attack the rebels out there. Here, Whoa. I'm going. I'm gonna attack the people who are like I play by my own rules, man. Um, Here's the thing. Ask yourself, whoever you are, wherever you are, how has what you've been doing, how's that worked out for you? Yeah. Has not writing things down worked out for you? Has not tracking your calories worked out for you? No. Has just, you know, going with the flow and like- No. Like living in Burning Man land? I'm going to answer your question. No, it has not worked out. (laughs) No. There was actually a scene in the new Star Wars movie where they were on this planet where they were having like a big party and everyone was like dancing in the desert. Yeah. I'm not a free spirit. I'm not going to do that. I am not a rebel. I like rules and I like guidelines. But really, how has your past year served you? That is the big question here. Right. How have your habits served you? How has overindulging served you? How has leveling up the size of your, you know, peppermint latte, how has that worked out for you? If it hasn't worked out, maybe try something new. Yeah. And having that visual representation, like Donald said, having it in many formats, having it digitally, having it on a calendar, having it on a vision board, have as many touch points as possible to remind you of your goals, your visual representations. Donald, you'd mentioned some some books and resources. Yeah, and I've I have set up my electronics in my life to pester the heck out of me. Sometimes <laughs> I get really angry. He gets at really my annoyed at his self, own at my own self for setting this stuff up because I have um, I have reminders on my calendar that go off on my computer and they go off on my phone. I use an app called Business Calendar 2, which um, pesters the heck out of me and I can snooze my alarms. Um, and I have my Fitbit watch, which is connected to that so that the watch buzzes, the phone buzz and... I never know me until I do. I never know if he's annoyed about like an actual critical life thing or a fantasy football thing or an alarm that he set for himself to remind him to do a good thing. And you never will know because I'm a mystery. He is exasperated 90 (laughs) percent of the time. And I just kind of have to sit back and be like. You're exasperating if, me right now. No, but I, I definitely am like, all right, he's going to tell me if it's an important thing. Like, oh, we, you know, I don't know. We don't have any money or whatever. Like, if it was that big, maybe he would tell me. Yes, we have no money. That's why I'm exasperated. <laughs> but it, like, and then I'm like, okay, is it a fantasy football thing? Is it like he didn't get his 250 steps? Like, he'll tell me when he's ready. I don't have to, I don't have to ask him because he'll I tell me. I will never be ready. Now you'll <laughs> never know what I'm thinking. Um, and I also have to move on. I have a uh, an app. Uh, I use Habitable. We talked about it on another episode, which also reminds me to do certain habits throughout the day um, that I don't have on my calendar. And I find all of these things really useful to just keep me present and keep me in the mode of moving forward. 
And I think what Catherine was alluding to before to move on um, is if you don't know what your plan is, if you don't know what it should look like, listening to podcasts like ours is a good first step. Um, There are also other resources out there, like get some other voices in your head. We've talked about the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, which was huge for me. And I didn't even read that until after I had lost 100 pounds, but it has been really helpful uh, to me, to keeping the weight off. And um, uh, somebody like Gretchen Rubin has lots and lots of ideas. Uh, Yoni Friedhoff's book, which also didn't read till after I lost the weight, but um, he's got lots of great ideas in there. Uh, you can go to a meeting, something like Weight Watchers, or join an online community, something like uh, our online community, We Only Look Thin Place, um, which is a, uh, a shameless plug for it. But um, it really does help to keep all of these things in your life and keep reminding yourself of them so that you don't lose focus and forget all of the steps that you know you need to take in order to achieve your goal. Well, and for me too, and this is where we get to the, you know, the past, present, and then the future part is having a clear understanding of what you're going to do to get where you want to be is critical We've talked a lot about creating an environment for yourself with as many positive triggers as possible to help you towards your goal. Keep your yoga mat out in front of you. Keep your rebounder out. Keep your shoes out. Set reminders. Create a visual and emotional space of positivity. But all of that is the the candy-coated shell of what your core is vision is your core future like your what will you do to get you where you want to be having my sneakers out is not what got me to lose a hundred pounds right what got me to lose a hundred pounds and this is the honest truth if i do not track my calories everything else is lovely and a great environment to be in right but if i'm not actually doing the work of tracking the calories i will gain weight when I do not track my calories like I didn't over Thanksgiving, yeah. I gain weight. It is not a mystery. It is not unfair. It is just the truth. So for your future self, what will you do? What actionable steps will you take day by day to get you toward that end strategic goal? For me, I will track calories honestly and accurately every day. I will honor my body by getting in purposeful movement. And I will manage my mindset and depression with antidepressants, therapy, inspirational people, podcasts, and books. Like if I don't have those core environment mindset and calorie deficit things like everything else is really nice but those are my core habits that will get me to my end goal so having that clear vision is critical and And i I think you could write down what Catherine just said maybe maybe tailor it to fit you but you know write that down and then say it to yourself every single day like no joke like, every morning yeah yeah every morning as a daily mantra i am going to do these three things and i am going to be mindful of them and keep them going and i think that um it can really turn into you know your daily mantra and before you know it you're actually doing these things and 
keeping them in mind and achieving your goal. Well, and they say too, we were joking offline when we talk as real humans, <laughs> that like if you have a plant or a flower that you want to grow, you need soil, you need water, you need fertilizer, and you need sun. So those are kind of the environmental things. Like in order to grow, you need all of those extra things. Right. The, the mindset, the smaller plate, the shoes out, the yoga mat out. But if you don't have your core habit, like tr for me, tracking yeah. calories. Like you can own a Fitbit, you can have the Fitbit app, you can have, you know, my fitness pal. You, you can join Weight Watchers. You, you can, can have the mini containers for, you know, prepping your meals and taking stuff to work. You can have the grocery store app for keeping your list. But if you don't actually use those things right. and go through with it, then it's not going to work. So imagine that calorie counting is the plant that I'm trying to grow. And the, the sun, water, fertilizer, and soil are what I use to help it grow. If I don't have the calories, if I don't have that plant, and all I have are sun, water, and soil, all I have is hot mud. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't have a plant. I have hot mud that exactly. is just like, why isn't the hot mud doing anything? So uh, I don't think anyone has ever used hot mud as a descriptor for your weight loss journey or goals, but it happened here, it here and here you first, heard it here people. first. Just before but the new decade true. started, we got it in. It's true. If you don't have any core habit, like, I just, I feel very strongly about that. So count those calories, people. And I think that is a great way to <laughs> wrap this up with Catherine yelling at you. <laughs> so if you've enjoyed having Catherine yell at you this Hot week, mud. <laughs> you can uh, subscribe to our podcast anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, you can also find it on our website, uh, weonlylookthin.com, where you can go there and uh, listen. Um, and you can also find uh, information about our online support group for women uh, called Walt Place. Walt, W-O-L-T, standing for We Only Look Thin Place. And uh, go to our website. You can click on the link, join our support group, and there's a whole bunch more information there. Yeah, we've got uh, a monthly subscription with a three-day trial. And then we have a three-month subscription with a seven-day trial to see if Walt Place is right for you. Yeah, so try it. No risk, uh, no risk, no obligation to you to uh, sign up and uh, see how you like it. New year. Um, same, you. <laughs> same you. Same <laughs> you. You know, but, you know, it is an opportunity, the group, to hear other voices. You know, women like you who are also struggling with the same things that you are. And, you know, all of that life experience shared is you know, doubled, tripled, compounded upon each other. And, you know, you may find that that you really enjoy helping others too. Yeah. And um, it, it helps you to stay focused by trying to give advice to others at the same time. Yeah, we've got maintainers, we've got people in the middle of their journeys, just people just starting out. And it's, uh, it's just, uh, I'm really proud of that as something that we, uh, we started in, uh, in 2019. So yeah. look forward to it growing in 2020. Me too. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you uh, would like to find us more on the socials, uh, we're on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, all at We Only Look Thin. And you can email us if you want to, to give us a, your own tip of the week to share in 2020. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Or just tell us how great you are or how great we are. <laughs> you can email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com.
and we do answer. And if you've got questions for us, if you've got show topics, things that you'd like us to cover, we'd love to hear about it. Um, and if you would like to help us out, we would really appreciate if you would leave us a rating uh, and a short review or even just a rating. We're at 291 ratings. If we could get to 300, that'd be uh, so fun. Yeah, Wouldn't it really, I love it really that helps number. podcasts grow on Apple Podcasts if you leave us reviews because uh, the more reviews we get, the more likely Apple is you know, for us to show up in search results for when people are uh, are looking for us. Yeah, it's us. just so a small really little, little, give us a little couple stars. Give us five stars. That'd be lovely. That would be great. So the next time that you are at your optometrist and getting an eye exam and the small print in the bottom row says W-O-L-T <laughs> and you're able to read it clearly, just remember that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.